0: Welcome back to the Loading Up Podcast. I am your host, Producer Jay, along with my co-host, Brother Zay. How are you doing, my friend? I'm all right. What's going on, everybody? It is it is a great time because finally, ding dong, the deal is done. <laughs> ding dong. BK, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ABK deal is concluded. Activision has now been absorbed or merged uh, by Microsoft. And now we can finally move on. Well, maybe because no,
1: this is is just the beginning. (laughs) There's there's
0: still people trying to downplay it. There's still people. I mean, there's still freaking regulators. The FTC is still trying to fight it, apparently. So, but yes, um, as I mean, we talked about it last week, where we thought we well, we thought we knew the deal was gonna close the next day after we recorded this podcast. (laughs) We were were trying to, we were talking about delaying it so that way we could talk about it, but unfortunately schedules couldn't line up, but now we can talk about it because it's done, it's been a week, we got more information about it, but uh, before we get into all that, we would ask you to please like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube, Um, if you're listening to podcasts, please give us like five stars, ratings, and share it wherever you can because We want to grow, and we want to branch out, and we want more people to listen to our thoughts and opinions. So, even even if you hate us, you don't like
1: us, you want to call me an X bot? Comment that in there, right? (laughs) Just like comment, and if you want to hear more from me, just you know, let me know. Or if you don't, just tell me. You know, it all doesn't matter. Just let us know.
0: (laughs) So I so for people who are watching on YouTube, you actually just saw a little mistake because I actually had uh the three uh pictures for the podcast show up when uh brother yeah, Tay is not, not here. Little- he had uh he had some work issues, not issues, but he he had to stay late at work so he wasn't able to st- come in with us, but um yeah, it's fixed now. I'm not going to worry about it. But anyway, um how uh, h- <laughs> how you been doing? Uh which, what what you've been playing? Um I've been playing a little bit of
1: a little bit of things here and there. I'm trying to wait My time, bide my time, because I know uh, Spider-Man 2 comes out. Oh, yeah. And also Mario Wonders comes out. This is all, by the time you guys hear this, I will be deep into Mario Wonders while my son is playing Spider-Man 2. So I'm waiting for those to come out. So in the meantime, I've been playing some Forza Motorsport, trying to finish Mortal Kombat 1, and as well as I just started Solar Ash, which, man, that game looks really cool. And I've been playing it. It's a really cool game. So that's what I've been playing.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah. Um. I'm. I just got started again with uh, Starfield because like I took a little bit of a break just because the past two weeks have been busy. So I've I've jumped in a little bit. But I we spoke <laughs> off screen about like what I plan to do and like you said, Spider Man's coming out. Up it'll better be up <laughs> by the time people listen to this. Uh, okay. um, I'm debating if I should hold off on a Starfield because I, I did pre-order it and I do want to play it. And yeah, apparently me. it's actually pretty uh, easy to platinum. Well, I wanna say easy, but it's you can do it relatively quickly compared to most other games. Well, uh, I mean,
1: people are playing the game right now. There are streamers out there and content creators and people are playing it. You can go on Twitch, on on TikTok, and watch all these streamers playing it. So you can watch it. If Let's say if you're an Xbox fan who doesn't own a PlayStation 5. You can go and watch these streams and just watch it. Or even YouTube, because on YouTube, they have a full walkthroughs already and on YouTube. how to get through the game entirely with no commentary. The, the problem with that is that... The walkthroughs and the full full gameplays are only 11 to 12 hours long now that for complete story.
0: Just it. Just just story. Now, I wonder. See, that's the thing. That's just like the main story. It's just a story. Yes. And granted, uh, I can't remember Does Spider-Man have I don't think it has difficulty levels, does it?
1: It does. Yeah, they it do does? like the neighborhood Spider Man and uh, yeah, yeah, he's the- Harder harder. Yeah. Uh,
0: so then maybe they're just playing on the easiest difficulty and then just breezing through it just to get to the story, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean Insomniac I mean, did come out and say that Spider Man two will be about thirty hours to complete everything. Which is okay. which is fine. Thirty that's, hour yeah. Thirty hour to complete is is fine. You know? Um, but if people are out there completing it in like twelve hours, just doing the main missions, that's I mean, it just goes to, like, how quick is it, you know?
0: Well, that's that goes to the whole argument about uh, playtime versus value and stuff like that. Like, do you equate a longer game with more value for, like, personally, I I feel like it should be more about the experience. Like, what do you get from it? Do you feel good about it? Like, are you happy with your playtime and all that stuff? Like, I... I'm not necessarily too keen on, uh, like, the actual time it takes to beat a game versus, like, how, like, because, you know, people talk about, like, oh, you you pay, um, like, for movies, you pay, well, I guess it depends on what you see it in, but, like, maybe, like, $15, $20, see a movie in the theaters, and then if it's only, like, an hour and a half, you feel like you wasted your money and stuff like that, like, So, I mean, it just depends. Like, that's, I feel like that's different because it's a set time. Like, that's, you're sitting down for that much amount of time and that's what you get. But sometimes, the, that hour and a half or whatever it is, it, it's actually very good. Like, it's a good story that they tell you. So, that's why I feel like it's more about what you get from the game as opposed to how much it, how long it takes to beat it. Because sometimes people don't even beat games. Like, like I, I haven't even beaten Starfield, but I, I'm still enjoying it, even though it's probably going to take me another, like, 150 hours. But... Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> listen, I, I take my time with stuff. I'm doing, like, every freaking side mission. And, yeah, that's that's the problem Hold with, up. like,
1: RPGs. Although, I've taken my time with those games, too, okay? See, it was, no, it was 130 you,
0: hours. <laughs> see, the problem is I decided to... to to start one piece right in the middle of starfield so why would you do that to yourself i don't know i I mean
1: i mean i'm happy you're starting one piece i'm sure as many other people would be listening
0: it was the netflix show the netflix show i i was so against starting one piece i was i was like ah it's gonna take too long blah blah blah." but then the the netflix show came out and i was like it's kind of good maybe i should watch it and then i started watching it but but I mean, it's, that's that's my problem that I gotta deal with. Anyway, we um, need more
1: time in a day. Yeah, <laughs> right,
0: you know what? I, on my vacation, because I take a vacation in two weeks, I'm I'm gonna try and like bulldoze through most of Starfield and and get my hours up because I I need to. I'm I, my goal. I don't know how achievable it is, is to finish Starfield <laughs> by the end of the year. That's that's doable. Come on, then you you say that, but then. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to go chugging along, but anyway.
1: All right, everybody, we gotta hold producer Jay accountable. So you we need <laughs> we need
0: you guys
1: to just yell at him, go on his socials and yell at them. Yes, Place in our field. <laughs> yes,
0: you got to keep me keep me on point. Don't let yeah. me slack.
1: <laughs> anyway, That's all right.
0: We're gonna. Uh, we could just get right into the news. What you got for us? All right.
1: So, uh, so one of the biggest news stories that we have is P. Hines, the head of publishing at Bethesda is retiring after 24 years with the company. Um P. Hines is obviously the head of uh publishing he worked on games like all Fallout, Skyrim, so he's been a big part of the Bethesda community over at uh Bethesda and then joining merging with uh Microsoft and Xbox and then seeing overseeing Starfield's launch and everything and it's a a bittersweet moment you know because he was the head over at Bethesda before the big merger and now it's like it, what's gonna happen is everything still gonna go smoothly over there at Bethesda I mean I'm sure it has the success of Starfield has been great um, it's just he, he goes on to say my love for Bethesda and it's and it's people have never wavered and I will never stop being a part of this incredible incredible community we have grown you know, so, like, I don't think he's uh, done with gaming, but just maybe done at this position, the head of uh, of publishing at, at Bethesda. And we look forward to seeing where he goes, where he lands, and what he can bring to, if he does continue in the uh, gaming world.
0: Well, I mean, he did say it, this was, like, a retirement, and people even like including Phil Spencer were like talking about like this is a retire I think um well we'll talk about it later but on yeah. the podcast that Phil Spencer was on that he talked about Pete Hines uh retiring so yeah I do think he's probably going to I mean he's not going to be just sitting at home or whatever he'll probably do other stuff that he's interested in but um I mean, as far as gaming goes I'm not really sure if he's going to move on to something else cuz like you got to think cuz He's been with one company his entire career, 24 years Bethesda for 24 years. That's incredible. At incredible the, time. like that's almost unheard of because so many p- developers like move around different studios, different publishers. Yeah. It, it's like it's crazy to think that he just stuck with Bethesda this entire time and and he was he was doing a good job at it. Um no, it
1: great fantastic job.
0: Yeah, so I don't know if this is a type of position that can be replaced because he was he was um head of publishing yes. at Bethesda. And I know initially when the the acquisition went through, they said that Bethesda was still gonna be publishing games under their branch um aside from Xbox. But let's... I haven't really seen anything or heard anything about that. So maybe they decided to change course and not do that and just kind of just have Bethesda just under the Xbox wing and then Xbox will just be the publishing arm or whatever. Yeah. Um I don't know. We'll we'll see how everything plays out. But yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's funny because um you know on Twitter people were just going crazy about oh, there's another departure they, they <laughs> first it was um uh oh I, I I forgot his name uh from Tango um oh um I I I'm I, why am I blanking? blanking Shinji Mikami he left uh right after the acquisition. And people were saying, "Oh, look at he's leaving because Xbox bought him. He don't want to stay." And, and now people are saying the same thing. I mean, about... but yeah, he was he was also working with the company for a long time. It was well, like twenty three years or something like that. Yeah. So I mean, but then even then, he didn't leave right away. He he stuck around for two years and saw through Starfield's release, and because um, I think that was like the main project he was associated with. Um, we'll throw behinds. Yes, P. Hines. Okay, okay. Um, and then uh, he, he got, I mean, granted, he made a lot of money with this acquisition. So, I mean, I wouldn't blame anybody for taking the money and being like, I don't need to work anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I can just spend time with my family. Um, maybe, maybe that's his ultimate goal, is
1: to spend more time with his family. You know, yeah. when you're, when these, sometimes these games, they, they you, know, you start developing them, and it takes five, six years, and you realize how much time has gone by, and... Your family, you sacrifice a little bit of something, you know, when you're doing such a you know big job like that, you know. So maybe he's just taking time for his family, which is admirable. And if he wants to do that, you know, more power to him.
0: Yeah, and and there's really no like because another uh, narrative that's been trying to be spun is like, oh, like look at you guys made fun of Jim Ryan for leaving, but look at behinds and stuff like that. But it's there's really no like conspiracy behind because Starfield launched. To, and it's very successful, successful, successful. <laughs> as uh, we, well, maybe we'll talk about it now about how Starfield's been the number yeah. one selling game in September, despite yes. being on Game Pass. Exactly. Which kind of just dispels all that rumor and uh, narrative that's that's trying to be put on Game Pass about not, be, uh, uh, what is it? Um, or oh, not uh, making money? Not making no. Well. What, what's the word? Uh, devouring uh, sales, game sales. I don't Being know. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever the case may be, but um,
1: no, that yes. that theory is gone. Yeah, no, that's that shattered. September came, and September had so a lot of games come out. We we saw uh, Baldur's Gate on the PlayStation. We saw Mortal Kombat One come out. The Madden, uh, Payday Three. We saw uh, Armored Core, and still, even beyond Game Pass. Starfield came out, and within a week it had 10 million players. It sold so much, and it it just made the most money in September. So,
0: yeah, and like it, like we said, that's with Game Pass. So that yeah that so that means it sold more than all the games of September, um, even though it was on Game Pass. And granted, yeah. that's not even counting digital sales. That's just physical, because I'm pretty sure that's what that that list was that was posted on Twitter. Um, earlier, but anyway, yeah. um, that's very impressive, and it's honestly, and it's 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 so weird too because I know they they put, they com compared it to other Bethesda games, yeah. um, and even Skyrim when that came out, it wasn't number one. This is the first number one selling game for for Bethesda, and that's that's just sounds so crazy to me. Yeah, and Skyrim was on
1: all the platforms
0: on all the platforms yeah. yeah and it had way more hype going into it i feel like that i um, guess
1: i guess for me what it tell what it tells me is that or, or what it tells xbox is that we don't need to release our games on playstation we can release on xbox pc cloud game pass and be as successful as as ever yeah.
0: You know, I mean, because- I honestly I think it's the whole PC push. Like they they're really like making sure that PC gets treated just as fairly as console cuz before, I mean, it it wasn't really like you would essentially be getting an inferior version kind of cuz remember yeah. you do you remember well games for Windows Live? Oh no. <laughs> yeah exactly like it's, <laughs> it's it's really bad and and it was only supported for like a handful of games but um yeah now they're they're completely like way past that and now like it actually feels like they're they're really trying to make sure that PC is part of the Xbox ecosystem which is very helpful to make sure that the that the games sell i mean it, it might you could argue that it eats into um like console sales and stuff like that. But honestly, I think the, the people who, uh, would buy it on PC, are probably not going to buy it on console anyway, because they're PC bros. They're not going to stoop to the level of console just to play one <laughs> game. Like maybe, maybe that'll change. Maybe eventually, like once there's enough games, they'd be like, uh, oh, maybe it might be easier to just get a console. I don't know. Um, but, That I mean, it's a it's a stark contrast to PlayStation strategy, which is release on console first and then later on PC. Which, if you look at the numbers for PC sales, it's not strong. Um, It's like like less than ten thousand. Well, I want to say less than maybe like less than a hundred k on PC sales. So it's like, why even release on PC? Because it's like I don't know. I feel like they're trying too hard to emphasize the console and then. They like kind of half-ass the PC version. Um, I don't know. It, th- that's besides the point. I mean, um, even
1: if they wait, if if they were to switch their model, be more like Xbox, where they release their game. So Spider-Man Two would be releasing day and date on PlayStation and PC. Maybe they could maximize their sales, in particular because the Spider-Man Two is PlayStation Five only. So yeah. you you can only sell a maximum number of, well, of Spider-Man 2 games because there's a limit on how many PlayStation 5s have been sold already. Right. So you're limiting your base right there. You know, you can maximize your sales by bringing it out on PC day the same day and just experiencing all that profit extra now instead of potentially later down the line after you sold a couple of you know PlayStation uh, Spider-Man edition uh consoles.
0: Yeah, it's and I, even Jim Ryan, I think it was like an interview he did like last year that he was actually he was saying he was frustrated with the current console uh model or business model yeah. because they can only sell a certain amount of consoles and then once that's tapped up like they I, I, I if you look at the numbers like the sales compared to how much consoles are out there and um it's usually like around like twenty percent attachment rate, which is, I mean, it's still a high number, but like that, that's a difference between selling to like ten million copies and fifty million. Yeah. So it's like that. That's a big number difference because like you would think, oh, this this game is available to fifty million people. That's fifty million copies that we can sell, but no, for PlayStation, at least for PlayStation exclusives. They don't sell that well because uh, the majority of PlayStation uh, purchasers are, uh, sadly, I, mean, I guess not sadly, but like realistically, they don't play those exclusives. They they yeah, buy it just... for 2K, they buy it for Modern Warfare or Modern Madden Warfare. Duty, or, Madden. Madden. No. And that's one of the They're significant casual players. They're casual yeah, players, yeah. Exactly. So they buy just to be part of the, the zeitgeist in the con- or whatever whatever people are talking about. Because remember, once upon a time, it used to be the 360. Everybody had a 360. That was the game <laughs> console to have. And yeah. they switched over to PS4, and now it's, it's still PS5. Which that could potentially change with the ABK acquisition, because now. You have one of the biggest franchises in the industry under Microsoft and it's gonna be in Game Pass eventually. So yeah. I mean the tides will turn, but again, that's 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 what that's why PlayStation has uh, even tried to dip into PC gaming because like they need that revenue. they they want that extra money coming in, but it's not enough because they're waiting too long. They're waiting too long. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like we we'll go back to the saying, there's
1: what forty one, forty two million PS5s that have been sold since launch,
0: and
1: yeah. that's all. That's the potential right there for Spider Man. That's the max potential. That means if everybody who owns a PS5 buys Spider Man two, they can sell only that much. But there are like one point eight billion computers, a, a gaming computers in the world out there. I think they did a study last year. It was like one point eight billion. That's the potential if they release it, their game on PC. So you can see that stark difference from 42 million to a potential 1.8 billion. Yeah. You know, your sales can be
0: maximized. I think they need to move toward that. You know, at, le- at least have, that. at least have like a set structure of when, because I feel like it's kind of like hit or miss. Like there's certain games that come out and then like three months later it's on PC, but then there's some games that's like, 2 years later some games this is one year like i feel like if there's a set amount of time um uh, i guess if you do that that kind of that it's like the whole uh, disney plus thing where um uh, they said from the get go that once a movie comes to theaters 40 days after it'll be on disney plus and Hell, because of that people know exactly when it's going to be on disney plus so they don't even bother with the movie theater they'll just be like ah, i'll just wait till it's on disney plus so I guess that's probably why they don't do it in a certain way. It's a different business model, though. You know, you can't really. Yeah, that's true. You know. Well, see, that's the thing. I mean, a lot of times, gaming or or gamers, they suffer from FOMO. Like they people want to be part of whatever the current trend is. That's okay. me, baby. As you, <laughs> you're a trendy gamer.
1: Yeah, um, yeah,
0: I gotta play the latest and the greatest. But that's the thing. A lot of people are like that. So they they yeah. uh they. They at least PlayStation tries to capitalize on that. Um Anyway, I I, I don't know how we got on this topic. We're talking yes, about Starfield.
1: Yes. <laughs> Starfield, yeah. Anyway, it's very
0: important that yeah. that Starfield is as successful as it is, and definitely. I'm I'm glad that people are still. It, it, I'm glad it destroys that narrative that Xbox gamers don't buy games because they do. Clearly, yeah. we definitely do. <laughs> Speaking of buying games,
1: you're gonna not you're not gonna be able to buy Xbox physical games anymore at uh Walmart. So there's yeah, a not- report coming out that they're gonna phase out physical Xbox sales due to declining sales with other platforms potentially following suit in the future. So now the the CEO over at Walmart has like, listen, there's just no point, stop selling them. I mean, the digital f- market fronts for Xbox have been great. And then you got Steam. You know, there's really no reason to go to a store to buy a video game unless you want a physical copy, you know? But even then, you can just order online. So it's like there's not much reason for them to have it on the shelves, taking up potential space for other things that they could use it for.
0: Yeah, it's it goes back to what we talked about last week about Best Buy and their, yeah. them getting rid of physical media. Like, that's that's... Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, that's the tre- that that's where we're going towards. Yeah, that's the future. Like even whether you like it or not, that's where we're going towards. We're going towards a digital future, and these companies they see it. They're not gonna. They used to fight tooth and nail to get these physical copies because that used to be their bread and butter. They used to pay for so many physical copies. And now a lot of games are not even doing physical releases anymore. Like Baldur's Gate, that's not physical. It's only digital. Same yeah. thing with Alan Wake 2, only digital. So it's like a lot of bigger games are starting to adopt this strategy of being only digital, and the stores are suffering because of it. So I think they're starting to realize, like, maybe we should, like, adopt that strategy. Because if you go to stores now... At least for Xbox and and even Switch, I don't know about PlayStation. They're probably gonna have to change things up. But um, if you go to like a Target or whatever, you'll see if you go to the game, you'll see the physical stuff. But then right like right on top, you'll see like card, which basically show the game. It's and it's basically you buy a code so you can download it, and yeah. that's kind of like a way to like circumvent. Um, and, I mean, I don't know why you'd want to do this, but some people like going to the stores to buy stuff. I mean, sometimes they offer deals that aren't available online. So I guess, I mean, I I, I spoke, uh, did I speak? Oh, no. Did I talk about it last week? About how I increased my uh, backlog because of a sale? Yes, you did. About <laughs> that I got... Uh, Midnight Suns, yeah. Midnight, I did talk yes. about that. Yeah,
1: so no, but you, that was... you, may have, you know what you may have talked about it with me in the party, but either way, yes, maybe. Yeah, anyway, yeah, I bought. I bought, increase I bought your backlog. Yes, I I got
0: a sale because they they posted on Twitter about uh, Marvel Midnight Suns. It was say on sale, um. So I bought it because it was on sale. It's like the hundred dollar legendary edition for like twenty bucks. Yeah, so I was like, I had to get it. Like, I love Marvel and I do like the turn based style. But anyway, um. Sometimes there's deals like that that you got to take advantage of. But uh, they're only physical like you have to go to the store to do it. Um but I feel like once other stores start doing this where they just phase out physical they're just going to um have the cards. Like they'll just have the picture of the game and it'll have a code in the back. You buy it at the the register and then you download it when you get home.
1: Because yeah. eventually,
0: like, that's essentially what's happening now. Like, a lot of these games, the disc doesn't have the full game on it. Like, you still got to download the rest of it. Um, so, but I, what I was saying before is that uh, Xbox and Nintendo do this, where yeah. they have the cards or whatever. PlayStation does not. And I feel like they're going to have to be dragged kicking and screaming into this because they, for whatever reason, they just refuse to give away games, like, digitally. And even uh, PlayStation Plus or not PlayStation Plus uh, currency, whatever the currency is, where you can add points or add currency from a card to your account on PlayStation, they don't sell those anymore either.
1: Yeah. Well, no. So PlayStation's model is you have to buy it through the PlayStation store. Yeah. So and you I can't think... go to some place and buy a game digitally. You can't go to GameStop and buy Baldur's Gate Three digitally. Yeah, for PlayStation, you have to buy it on the PlayStation Store.
0: Yeah, so I think um, they're doing it with Xbox because Xbox has the lower sales for physical. Um, But I've eventually, I do think it's gonna transfer to PlayStation and Nintendo, and eventually we're just gonna have those cards sitting there. Like you know, you ever walk by uh, like in a store, like Walmart or Target, and you see like a, a wall of just gift cards. Yeah. and it'll be for a bunch of stuff. You're going to start seeing games on there now because that's that's what we're going towards. And honestly, like I I don't mind it. There's um there there's one issue that cuz I saw it on I don't know if you saw it. Um it was on Twitter like this week where someone went to Twitter and they were talking about how their account got hacked and they weren't able to get back on it. Because they didn't have uh, two factor authentication, and Microsoft. About that lady. Yeah, that lady. So you did see it. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I did see it, and and while it is this can be a potential problem, right? She, we also don't know the context of why. Yeah. They locked her out of the account. You know, did she
0: did get it back though? She, she did, did get, get it, it back. back. But that's but I,
1: we don't know the context of why she was locked out in the first place.
0: Yeah, we, we don't know. That's, and that's Yeah, that is important. And I was skeptical because, like, the way she was painting it was kind of like she she was, I mean, she was frantic. I would be, too, if I yeah, freaking had all my games pretty much gone and they weren't helping me. Because that's one thing I hate. I hate bad customer service because yep. it makes me want to freaking throw my phone through the wall because I, <laughs> I've dealt with it so badly at times, but um so I felt her pain but at the same time I was like okay there there's a there's certain steps that maybe you were just overlooking or maybe like I don't know. I felt like like you said we needed more context. But that being said, that is a potential issue that <laughs> could affect a lot of people who aren't aware of it. Granted, yeah. me and you—we're we're gamers. We know this stuff. We know about two-factor authentication. We know about like how to make sure our account, our accounts are secure, so that way this doesn't happen. I got two um, emails
1: and a phone number.
0: Exactly. So, <laughs> um, so that's it's like we know, but the casual play, player is not going to know. So if they, if like we move into a digital future. And they're kind of like just being dragged along for the ride and being kind of forced into it. They're not gonna know, and this is gonna happen to them, and they're gonna be essentially like uh, easy prey for these hackers who who do the. I mean, I've I've experienced being hacked. My a few months ago, my Facebook account was hacked, and I still haven't gotten back because bad customer service. They don't want to answer me. But anyway, I it's it's very easy to be. Uh, vulnerable and yeah. these hackers and, and i say hackers but honestly they're just bots that's just like going through a whole list because like how many times have we heard about like oh your email has been leaked by so and so yeah um it's that easy once it's leaked people try and attack you um so yeah to, uh, you also have to be
1: leaked it could be it could be like just phishing you phishing, yeah and or or it can even it can even be something as simple as like t-mobile's hacked or sony gets hacked and boom right which is gone that's it
0: <laughs> exactly so it can happen at any time but anyway that's that would be the only problem i see with like a digital future but hopefully with that they would make it a little bit easier for people to be more knowledgeable about how to protect your account because if that's the case if, the, if digital is the only way to play these games, then, like, you have to educate who's playing them, you know?
1: Not only that, though,
0: but you ha-
1: people have to also educate themselves. Google is your friend. Go. YouTube University is your friend. If you have any trouble, Go. Google it, you know? That's what some of the best minds do. They're going to just... If they can't figure out something when they're coding, they're going to Google it. They're
0: going to YouTube it, you know? But see, that's the problem. They, they don't even think like that. They... Why do you think IT is a profession? It's because people <laughs> don't want to do that stuff. <laughs> I guess. Oh, man. But anyway, um, yeah. yeah, this is, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out with, with more. I feel like more retail stores are going to start doing this.
1: That's fine. I, I, most of my games are digital guess, anyway. Yeah, I like I said, that, I, I don't I care. I'm going to pick up Spider-Man 2 tomorrow. <laughs> well, yeah, or, no, see, that's Friday. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I don't care. Like I'm, I'm all digital. I haven't bought. Well, aside from Midnight Suns, before Midnight Suns, my my <laughs> last game that I had physical was a gift for Christmas two years ago. So I, it's not, it's not an yeah. issue for me. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we'll move right along with uh, uh,
1: Halo. Some Halo news, as you see, we we played Halo for the podcast this week, and that's because Season Five launched. They added a bunch of new content. Uh, new guns, uh, new battle pass, new systems—everything was feeling really great. It's been—it was been a blast. I've been playing a lot more since we've actually played this gameplay that you're seeing on YouTube. Um, but Halo Five, uh, Halo Infinite, uh, Steam player count practically doubled overnight after the launch, from roughly about seven thousand to over eighteen thousand concurrent players. This is just on Steam; it's not including Xbox. So it, it not only did the player count double, but it was also reported that it jumped up in revenue uh, from like 64th to like 18th place for the most revenue over, over overnight just because of season five launch. And they're adding a lot of content. Like I saw like there was a, a World of Forge map where people were playing with Pokemon balls. And like, it was yeah, I did see
0: that. Yeah, they were
1: literally like throwing pokeballs around in, in Halo. I was like, Jesus Christ! People are so like, the community hey. at Halo is is absolutely
0: amazing in what they create. Yeah, no, that honestly, this update feels like a return to form for Halo. Yeah, and it's it's so refreshing because like for the longest time, I've been looking for a reason to go back into Halo, and uh, like every season, like they add a little bit here, a little bit there, but it's like it's not enough. Like I feel like. Yeah, it's fun for like a weekend, but then it's like, uh it needs to be more. But I feel like this one, this season, forward, I I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the amount of content and the fact that they changed the whole uh core uh aspect of it where you can add it. Well, I don't know if you can add current coatings to any core, but going forward, any any coating you get is for all cores. And then you can change the helmet for every core. So like stuff like that. Is basically what people were asking for. Also, they're they're bringing in Firefight, which I thought it was going to be at launch, but apparently it's going to be mid-season. Yeah, it's I'm mid season. Yeah, am a little bit diff- disappointed, but um, I'm definitely going to be playing that when that comes out. Um, the new maps, the the adjusted gameplay style, uh, the new modes, moved? the new modes. We were talking about the the needler out. Oh, it's like super op now it's, <laughs> because it's
1: ridiculous op.
0: Yeah, but it's it's still fun. Um, it's fun, exactly. Uh, so yeah, no, definitely, I feel like Halo is in a good place right now, but it also it, it, it kind t- of to- I'm I'm kind of torn about it because why? Be so. I'm very happy that Halo feels like it's it's coming back essentially, but okay. this kind of speaks more to the issue of games launching in a bad state and i don't want developers to start seeing this like oh even if we launch a game bad we could still as long as we get the content later they'll come back like i don't i i hope that's not the lesson they're learning about this because it's happened so many times before where a game well, even cyberpunk a game launches super like terribly and it's shunned by the gaming community and for you Hey, listen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but like it's even uh No Man's Sky. That was like one of the first ones that that people talk about. Um but I, yeah. I even Destiny uh uh Rainbow Six like I just I don't want developers to think that they can just launch a game whenever the hell they want and then as long as they they support it later on and have a big marketing campaign later on for it that they can just, you know, it's all is forgiven. Like no, I I want games to launch in a proper state. Like the the way Halo is now is what it should have been at launch. Like maybe not at like maybe not with the the like the maps that it had. Obviously they can't just make like infinite amount of maps. Um, <laughs> but they should have had a, a a timetable and a system in place before launch to make sure that as the game progresses and as it goes forward there's a steady flow of content but i mean we'll we'll see i mean i honestly i feel like that's a, that's not going to stop developers from doing that anyway no definitely but, not <laughs> they're still going to lose the game shitty um and then just ask for forgiveness later yeah uh, i mean I look mean-
1: at the prime example of redfall
0: how, Redfall. That's another how one. Now,
1: how now it's like got a 60 frames patch and they added so much content into it. Uh, even brother Matt went back and tried it out. He said, Whoa, none of this was here before. You know, and, and we're just sitting there at a party. I'm like, all right, go to the fire station in the beginning. Is, <laughs> is the symbol on the floor in high def, or is it still blurry like it's like, you know, 10, It's like if it's three 340p. Yeah. He said, no, it looks good. I said, okay, so it took them six months to fix all this, you
0: know? That's what I'm saying. Like I, yeah. I just I, I don't want this to be a trend that continues. And I get COVID was the whole thing, but it's like now we should have figured out a way, a process to make sure that this doesn't happen. So yeah. like I said, I'm I'm happy for Halo. I'm happy that it's it's a it's a good fresh start for three four three because I know they did a whole bunch of like restructuring. Um and hopefully we'll we'll see more of this trend going forward for the games. Definitely.
1: All right. now, I mean I guess we can get towards uh, ABK
0: the big the big news.
1: The big news ABK is official. It is done. Like producer Jay said in the beginning, it is just the beginning though. Yes. Of of the ABK saga because uh, apparently FTC still wants to you Know, use their whatever little they bit want of money waste, they do
0: have. They want to waste taxpayer money, they That's want to waste want
1: taxpayer to. <laughs> money, you know. They want to waste time. Uh, it's, it, I mean, there was even, a, there wasn't much report on it, but uh, Ubisoft actually had to go to a, uh, one of the cases, one of the court dates that they had uh, last week. And Ubisoft was like, Listen, we, we will give you everything we have on um, the deal except for. Um, they don't want to give them uh, the pricing and what they're going to be charged, or what's, what right. Xbox is charging them, or what they're charging Xbox. They don't want that release because they don't want that to uh, hinder any future business with other cloud servers and their and their deals that they're doing. Right. So, and I mean, it, the saga continues with the FTC, but ABK is official. It is done. It is part of Xbox. Phil Spencer went on uh, an Xbox podcast at Microsoft and was talking about it, was talking about ABK it being done, was talking about him and the Xbox leadership flying all across the world to see uh all these amazing teams who are now joining Xbox and they they went to Stockholm to see King. They will be going to San Francisco to see Activision and it's going to be a big endeavor now. Um uh, Phil Spencer talked about how he's there to listen, not sort not to dictate. He wants people he well, wants to see the passion and he wants to witness the the power that these developers have and what they can bring to the Xbox community. And I look I look forward to seeing what can be done with ABK, now that it's officially with Xbox.
0: Yeah, that honestly, it's it's been a long time coming, and it's twenty months. Well, more yeah. for more for Phil I Spencer said it took him longer because yeah, they say, the, he said
1: two years, but twenty months. You know, publicly. Yeah,
0: because I mean, they they had to get this deal like rolling a little bit before the official announcement. So yeah, um, yeah, no, it's it's insane that it's it's been almost two years like for us in the public to to when we heard about it first till now it's I'm so glad that it's for the most part it's over like now we'll, we'll like you said we'll deal with the FTC stuff uh honestly I don't think that's gonna go anywhere I think they're just trying to posture they're trying to be like oh we didn't actually lose so we're still trying to fight it but then eventually it's they're gonna delay and delay and delay and eventually people are gonna forget um as far as like what this means going forward like right now like xbox is in a good position to basically like change the landscape because before it was always like they it felt like xbox was always like on the back foot like they were yeah. always like responding to whatever sony was doing and and people wanted that they like, oh what are you going to do like first party uh what are you going to do about that what are you going to do about the inferior console because xbox one was inferior than ps4 um like what about like the service like Xbox Live or like what you have an answer for PlayStation Plus I mean I know Xbox Live was technically like the better service but I feel like PlayStation Plus kind of like sweetened the deal a lot in terms like they added games every month and they were always better than uh games with gold or whatever so it was Xbox was always responding but now I feel like for the first time in, in can't even remember how long that now people are asking Sony to respond because now you you see people's like oh what what's Sony who's Sony gonna acquire now and like it's it's crazy that how the narrative is is starting to change and we're, it's essentially it's like a paradigm shift where now Xbox kind of feels like they could potentially be the number one, um, maybe not right away because obviously this this growing pains that they, they gotta figure things out. I mean, even like with Bobby Kotick, he's staying on until the end of the year. Originally, he was staying on until April of next year. But they was just like, nah, you got to go. You got to go fast. They said, Merry <laughs> Christmas. Get out yeah. of here.
1: <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, so they, they, they're they ousting him. I mean, he's going to get paid a bag. So, I mean, that's it's whatever. As, as long as he's gone. That's all that matters. I mean, it sucks that he's still going to get money off of this and he could still technically go wherever he wants. He's not retiring. He's just leaving Activision. Um, But this is a sense. Like even when they uh, announced uh, the deal closing, they put out like a trailer and I don't know about you, but I felt, I don't want to say I got like emotional, but I was just like, I got hyped. I was like, yo, this is, this is a big thing. Like, for the first time in like a long I think the last time I felt I mean obviously with like the Bethesda deal that was a that was a huge like uh moment in time um but this one feels even that much bigger obviously because it's a bigger company but it's like so much franchises are now under the Microsoft umbrella and even when uh Phil Spencer was asked about it like he 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 couldn't even get into like every game that um, they are now in charge of, because it's so much. And uh, I, for for me personally, um, I saw when they did the trailer where they announced the deal closing and they did the whole montage of games. Um, I was I got super hyped because they showed Prototype in the <laughs> montage, and yeah. I'm such a huge fan of that game. Like me and my brother used to play that game so much. It was so fun because that was that was kind of like the precursor to, to Spider-Man because I think uh, that was maybe it was after I can't remember exactly the timetable but it was they made the engine for Spider-Man 2 and then I think they lost no they didn't lose the license I don't know something happened with Spider-Man where they didn't use it again but they branched it out to Prototype and Prototype was used on the Spider-Man engine and that was essentially like the superhero type game uh, at the time. Um, but it's, it's, it brings, it, it makes me happy that now these, uh, especially these studios, cause that was another thing that I really enjoyed um, that he said, and he was very like specific about it that cause he's going to these studios and he's gonna um, talk to them and, and get, like knowledge and learn from them and see what they what they want to do, yes. not what he what what Xbox is gonna dictate to them. Obviously, they might be like, "Hey, you want to do this? You want to do this?" But he wants to listen to what they want to do, and that is music to my ears because that was literally the number one complaint a, a lot of people had with uh Activision as of late. That literally they had like seven, eight, nine studios just working on Call of Duty. Yeah. And I get that that was the business model. They had to prop up Call of Duty because that was that was the moneymaker. Aside from King, because King makes all that money separate, but for the Activision side, they were making money from Call of Duty. So that was the priority. So now that I guess that's not the business model anymore. Call of Duty is not the priority. It is part of the the uh lineup. Now that Xbox owns, but that's not like they can now potentially they can take a year off of Call of Duty. Now they can make, maybe take two or three years off, and just and just support it through updates and map packs and and DLC for the campaign. Like I, I highly, feel, like... I highly doubt they'll take three years off. Of
1: no, Call, that Call of
0: Duty is a monster that needs to be fed. But see, <laughs> that, that's the thing that that was before because that it had to be fed because that was the only way they made money now we have game pass microsoft they're not hurting for money they don't need call of duty to be the yearly release that and and microtransaction heavy game that it used to be now they can kind of like step back a little bit maybe maybe 3 years is a little bit too yeah. much but maybe like 2 years maybe maybe a 2 year dev cycle and maybe every other year, a game, uh, a Call of Duty releases. So that way, because that's that's another thing too. Because a lot of people felt fatigue from Call of Duty. They they were like, oh, another game. And because literally the life cycle for Call of Duty was always like a year, and then the next yeah. game comes out. And then, the, uh, um, I mean, Warzone, it's its own thing, because that that kind of like branched out, and it's like a it it keeps updating the same thing, and it's free. So, um, but. Aside from that, it that was it. It, it was just the year, at least the multiplayer. Um, but now you can give a little breathing room. Now you can update games and make sure that it's um, supported long-term instead of, oh, here's Modern Warfare 3 right a year after Modern Warfare 2. Like, you don't have to do that anymore. Um, and again, with these studios, that was the reason why all these studios were working on it because they had to feed like you said the the Call of Duty machine. Once yeah. you once once that machine is basically like tended to where it doesn't need to be having so many uh developers underneath it. These developers can do whatever they want now. Now they can focus on passion projects. Now they can and Phil Spencer said like there's a plethora of IP that they now own and including their own like now you can have uh I know this has been like um like a fan thing that they talked about where uh, Toys for Bob can make a new banjo game because they used to make the Crash games and they were put into Call of Duty, but now they can go back to doing what they want to do. But ultimately, I want the developers to be able to be creative again. I don't want them to be stuck under Call of Duty and just having to support that for years on end. And that's that's the main thing. I mean, that's just Call of Duty. I mean, we also have Blizzard. Um, that's the whole thing with Overwatch. They got and then the new game. Um, what's it called? Um, or what, what new game? Uh, Odyssey. They have a new. It's it's they don't have a name yet. It's Project Odyssey or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. It's so, a new so. IP. Um, so they got that. They got Diablo, obviously. Um, it's and then World of Warcraft. They, there's just a lot of like potential. And I think that's what everybody's excited for—the potential of what can happen with this acquisition. Now that Activision Blizzard is not under the reins of Bobby Kotick, who just wanted to stick to just profits over everything, now they can focus on being creative, which is something that has happened under Xbox. A lot of a lot of developers have been more creative under Xbox. Even um, freaking Obsidian—they made a uh, um, Ninja Theory, they made Bleeding Edge. I mean, granted, that wasn't a success, but they got to do it. Obs- <laughs> oh, again, Obsidian with uh, Grounded, that ended up being a success. Huge so, um, success, yeah. Yeah, so or tiny success, depending on how you look at it. Dep- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's what I want. I'm 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 more excited for that stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, either way, this whole this whole at ABK situation, it's gonna bring so much. And it's going to change so much. That's why we said it's just the beginning, because it is it is just that the beginning. It is the end of the regulatory process. And it's the beginning of the future of Xbox.
0: Yeah. And so I guess, uh, well, that's pretty much it, right? That's what we got for the news. Yeah. So what what I'll do is I'll, I'll ask a question. And okay. I, I you saw a little bit of my mindset on Twitter earlier, because I know you like my tweet. <laughs> what what is your like fantasy game? Or like if if you were to take any game under <laughs> ABK, Bethesda, uh, Xbox, now that you have all these studios to like mix and match with what you wanted to do, what would you make? Oh man. We're talking specifically just ABK, right? I guess because now now we have more of a of a selection now with ABK. So yeah. I'll, I'll say I'll give you some time to think. Go ahead. go ahead. So for me, I, I said on Twitter if you if you look at my Twitter account, I I don't know why. So I I mentioned it earlier. I'm a big fan of Prototype. I really hope they bring that back. Um. Oh, one thing we didn't even talk about is uh the whole Game Pass aspect because so they're not. They're not gonna, um, oh, they're not doing a surprise, yeah. drop of old
1: ABK games into Game Pass. They are going to simply, uh, do it next year. They're going to release, give it time, uh, and release, uh, ABK games onto Game Pass in
0: 2024. Yeah, and I mean, so they, yeah, they said there wasn't gonna be like a surprise drop or whatever, um. <laughs> Of I mean, there's been some talk that that's not entirely true. That they might do somewhere some games, but between now and the end of the year, it's probably maybe it'd be like one or two or something like that. But the majority will come next year, yeah, uh, at the very least. Um, so. That, that has me excited, too, because I, I honestly, one thing I don't want is more games in my backlog, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm fine with that if I have to wait a little bit for for them to come out, and it also- I, hold, on, that, hold on, hold on, hold the, on. The memes want
1: more for your backlog, okay? No, no.
0: <laughs> absolutely not. Nope. But- it's also it's also good it gets people excited because I remember one uh, I think I, I spoke we spoke about it before about when they were doing the backwards compatibility, um, <laughs> it was like every month it was like a new or maybe it was like every week I don't know but they were adding new games and it was like it was so cool to like find out like oh what's this game oh Red Dead oh Backs Pain like all all these games like you were like oh I remember that game Metal Gear Solid. Like yeah. that's like I like that, and I I hope they do the same thing with this because there's so many games that they can add to Game Pass now, and it it would be overwhelming to add all of them at the same time. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I hope they take their time, drip feed it. Maybe maybe like do like two or three every month, or maybe like maybe like four. I feel like four is a good number because they have a lot of games that they could add, like backwards compatible included. So. Um yeah yeah so anyway um getting back to the topic um I so yeah I said like I was a big fan of Prototype and I really yes. want that game to come back but then I was thinking <laughs> like how okay so would it be a sequel I don't think they should do a sequel cuz it's been so long people probably don't even know about Prototype too much I feel like they should reboot it and have Ninja Theory make it because I feel like uh, have you ever played uh, DMC Devil May Cry by Ninja Theory? Yeah. yeah. So I, I want that type of game, like that heavy action, fast pace, um, in your face. like that. I want that type of gameplay, but in prototype, which is like an open world. You have like superpowers kind of, and you can jump around from building to building. It's like I said, it's from like the same engine that Spider-Man used. So yeah. I, I feel like that would be so like... That would just hit the sweet spot for me. If they were to remake or or reboot that and, and with like updated, grab Unreal Engine Five, like all all the glitz and glamour, yeah, um, that would be like my dream, like dev, um, IP pairing, I guess.
1: All right, I I definitely have two. I have two that have I know right off the bat. Well, it, it, it's a group effort. Um, let's say, all right. So the first one would be. Uh, I want Raven Software to, to remake or, I, yeah, I say remake or remaster something with Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Ah, yeah. Because that came out, it was like 2006. Raven Software did it. As you know, Raven Software has been a Call of Duty, uh, uh, you know, support
0: studio. Yeah. Yeah,
1: support studio. So uh, I, I want them to go back and, remake and or remaster Marvel's Ultimate Alliance. Could you imagine Ultimate Alliance today? That'd be amazing.
0: Damn, that seat. <laughs> <laughs> Why you got to do that, man? Cuz I don't think that's going to happen, but I know, that, I, know that would, I know. That would be so cool. Like that was one thing that I really uh I missed out cuz I know they had it uh the the first two game, well I say well yeah, it was the first two games cuz the third one's on the Switch. Um the first two games were Available on like current consoles, but then they got delisted like a few years ago, and it was yeah. just like random too. Like it wasn't even like there was no warning or anything. It was just delisted, and you couldn't buy it anymore. I I know it had to do with like licensing issues and stuff like that, but That's- I wonder I wonder if if they could bring it back. I mean, think about it this way,
1: because the other the other side of the group was it has to do more with Spider Man. Okay, because for the longest time, Spider Man games were on Xbox. You know, we had a, a Web of Shadows, Shattered Dimensions. If could you imagine if Xbox goes to Disney, and or, or yeah, Disney and says, listen, we want to you know purchase the license for Spider Man to renew all these old Spider Man games and bring them out on Game Pass and for sale. I, I think that will be amazing because Shadow Dimensions was awesome. So so was Web of Shadows. There were amazing Spider Man games that were on Xbox. That were on every platform before, you know, they Sony got the uh license rights to make the games for it. I want them that's my second group of games to come out, would be to bring back Spider Man to Xbox.
0: There was um there was a Spider-Man game. I'm trying to think. Uh, it was more of like the comic book Spider-Man um yeah. game. I can't remember the name of it, but it was like cell shaded, and I it was for the original Xbox. Um, oh, the
1: original Xbox.
0: Yeah, no, it was. I mean, it was on GameCube and PS2 as well, but I played it on the original Xbox. I can't remember the name. I know Venom was in it. Um much man.
1: <laughs> I know I know I know
0: it's 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 hard. Um I'm trying to look it up real, real quick. I'm trying to see if I can find it. Uh I'm not sure
1: because I know I know they has so many different Spider-Man games. It's, it was absolutely insane. They literally had uh play on PlayStation 2000. It was Spider-Man by Neversoft. Um Oh,
0: it was it was called Ultimate Spider-Man. That's what it was called. Oh, okay. Ultimate Spider-Man. All right. Yeah, yeah. no. That that was that was that was one I really enjoyed, and um, yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know too much about like the licensing stuff because, like, yeah, w- d- d- does Sony own the license, like, or is it just being licensed? Because no, I know that's you know they don't own the license. It, Disney is the one
1: who owns that, and they sell they just it. License- it out, to it out to sony yeah yeah okay Alright. Sony, yeah, sony only owns the the rights to spider-man the movies yes they don't own they don't own the rights to spider-man games or anything else they just do movies that's it
0: well yeah that i guess that makes sense because um ultimate alliance 3 or the third ultimate i don't know what it was called um was on the switch and it had Spider-Man on it, and also the Midnight Suns Spider-Man's in it, which is on Xbox. So I yeah. guess, yeah, I guess they don't own the license to it. Yeah, so. no, no, no,
1: they don't own the license. Sony does not own the license to it. It is simply uh, just given to them for a set amount of time, a years. The same way you know, EA has the Star Wars license for ten years, and now well, that's they, up. They had it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's in the same realm of that. It's, it gets murky because Sony does own the Spider-Man rights for the movies, but they don't own Spider-Man itself. That's yeah. still a Disney property and all that now.
0: Yeah, okay. So I, I guess it is plausible, but I, I honestly, I don't know how long that would take because technically, I mean, maybe they could have done it beforehand just to have it ready for when this closed. but I, I don't know the legality behind that. So maybe and they it, had it, to wait until it closed it doesn't even matter. Take all the time
1: you need, just make it happen.
0: Yeah, okay, <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, that's true. Um but yeah, so there's so much possibilities and it's like I I can't wait to see what happens. Like I want I honestly, I know it's kind of like a meme for like Xbox gamers, but I can't wait for E3 because I know that's when we're going to get <laughs> like the first like announcements after this deal and uh it's going to be great. Oh man, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm 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 hyped. It, it, it's definitely, like you said, the trailer, even when they
1: lost the trailer after announcing ABK was sold, that was so hype. That was, the trailer was
0: absolutely amazing and yeah. it came out of nowhere. Oh, by the way, speaking of trailers, did you see the one that they just released today?
1: Yes, I did. I did. Did, did
0: you see how like subtly they brought the, or they, uh, showed call of duty in, in it because yeah. technically, or not technically, they don't have the rights to market call of duty. So they, they snuck in a little kind of like Easter egg soda in it, <laughs> just a reference that, hey, we own Call of Duty now, where like they, they had the girl <laughs> playing, I think it was Black Ops 3 in the background, but you can see it. It's just that's not the focus. But yep. I, and I like that it was a little nod to be like, yeah, now nah, we got that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, they, they've been
0: on point with the marketing lately. That's it. Yeah. That's, oh, that's another thing too. I was I was hearing some because uh you know, um they own the studio that makes the Warcraft cutscenes, the cinematics. Yes, those those 3D cinematics that, that are freaking awesome. Like they own them now. So they can literally use them for any game that they want, not just uh Blizzard games. So that would be awesome too, because like we can get like hype videos for like so many. Di- they don't have to outsource <laughs> yeah. anymore. Like it, we can get these stuff, this stuff for like so many different games. Ah, like, a, like I said, there's so many. There's so much potential. Yeah, there's yeah, so much
1: potential. <laughs> it's it's absolutely insane. We're we're we can sit here and and fangirl yeah, we, all night. Right? Yeah, <laughs> we could about uh, what what we want or what can come out of this because the 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 potential is absolutely limitless. Oh, for right. the future of Xbox, and 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 for the future of gamers, for gamers itself, you know, we yes. we all look forward to seeing exactly what can come from this, and we can't wait. <laughs>
0: yeah, can't wait. like I said earlier, it's a it's a paradigm shift. I think, honestly, this could potentially turn the tides for Xbox and make Sony start looking at their strategy a little bit differently now instead of doing the the traditional single player over the shoulder action third person game like maybe they might branch out maybe they might do something different for a change you know um that's this this what happened with the ps3 era because they got their asses handed to them granted most of it was on their fault there was their fault but that now they can step back take a look at what xbox is doing and see how they can respond and honestly that and that's what that's what the great thing about competition is that we all benefit because we're gamers and that's that's what we want we want both of these companies i mean i would include nintendo but they they they're the own thing they're always going to be successful so that's <laughs> yeah so we all benefit <laughs> from them being at their best and i think that's that's what this is the start of both companies being at their best um with that being said, we have come to the end of this podcast. Any any parting words? No, no parting words. Just uh
1: Nope. We're good. I, we got, we good. got it
0: all out. Alright, so enjoy your games. If you're playing Spider-Man, um don't spoil anything, because that's, <laughs> that's that sucks. Yeah, don't <sighs> be one
1: of those guys.
0: Yeah, don't be the don't be one of them. Uh we'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Peace.